The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There's a strong link between sports and medicine. If you're not at the top of your medical game, you can't play well, or you just can't play. Welcome to Bruce the Sports Doc with medical expert Dr. Bruce Grossinger. This program looks at advances and breakthroughs in medicine and how it relates to sports. Plus, you'll receive preventative tips and analysis of sports injuries this week. Now, here's Bruce the Sports Doc. Welcome to the newest edition of Bruce the Sports Doc. I'm your host, Dr. Bruce Grossinger, and I'm here with Special Wizard Grossinger. This is our new studio. We've got new microphones and mixers and everything. We hope it sounds good. It's really exciting. We're just on the eve of March Madness. And in this particular segment, we're going to pay tribute to who we believe to be the Wooden Player of the Year. Number three from your Creighton Blue Jays, Dougie McBuckets McDermott. Yes, it's great to be back on the show. Um, we got a fresh slate of new sports topics to talk about. I'm very excited to to be here again, and uh, it's perfect to start things off in Omaha, Nebraska. And really for the state of Nebraska, it was a heck of a basketball weekend as just up north in Lincoln, and now we're down the road, the um, Nebraska Cornhuskers look like they have sealed their bid to the NCAA tournament. They are in great shape. Of course, it's not finalized because you could have a lot of teams that are not supposed to win conference tournaments steal automatic bids, such as if Wichita would have lost to Indiana State. Indiana State wouldn't have gotten an automatic bid. They would have stolen the conference tournament bid. But Nebraska is in great shape to go to the big dance. But let's start off with Doug McDermott of Creighton and just such a special story we can't talk about it enough well I think we watched the game and I think before this the two Villanova games were the highlight for me of the Creighton season but the energy in the Century Link Center more people who have ever attended Creighton basketball and they didn't disappoint Senior Day, and we'll talk about those speeches. And for, we have a ton of fans out in the Midwest and certainly out in the Omaha area. And our featured team of the year is the Creighton Blue Jays. Doug McDermott steps up big. Two milestones. Number one, his all-time scoring high, 45 points. Also, he cracked the 3,000-point barrier to only be the eighth player in NCAA history to score more than 3,000 points in rarefied air. He also surpassed Oscar Robertson and Hershey Hawkins as well um, on the on the route to 45 points on senior night. What was really special about Doug McDermott and senior night is that you just felt that the energy in the building was off the charts, even though we weren't at the CenturyLink Center. 
Warren Buffett showed up before the game. You had CBS Sports covering the game. Gary Parish and Greg Doyle, who wrote just outstanding pieces on Doug McDermott and the Creighton Blue Jays after the game. And it was just one of those starts. You know with Doug McDermott, he's such a volume scorer that when he gets his first three to go down, um, you know that Doug could do very special things and he was scoring inside early and often he really had that killer instinct that he displays so often and he just gets such great post position he knows the angle so well he is so great at boxing out the defender so you could so the guards can throw lobs to him in the post he's also great at just establishing position and early in that ball game Doug McDermott he just demanded the rock he chased the rock he found it and he was pouring it in and then you knew it could be a very special night when he was off to 12 points in the first four minutes of the ball game and also Doug he could score from 25 feet and in he's lethal and anywhere on the floor the guy could score it and his shot chart is unbelievable because he has no holes to his offensive game so for Doug you just knew that he definitely had those 35 points on his mind to get the 3,000 and this is the last time that he'll ever play in the Century Link Center as a Creighton Blue Jay it's the last time we'll ever play a game there that matters so he wanted to give the fans something special and Bruce watching that game just could you talk about the atmosphere that you were that you see that you saw on the television set and just 19,000 people all packed in stadium capacity was filled can you talk about just the the show that the Creighton family put on uh, with the game on Saturday. Well, like you said, this was the most well-attended game in Creighton history. Really, the culmination of four years. Great seniors. Ethan Raggi. Manigat. As well as, of course, Doug McDermott and the sixth-year senior, Grant Gibbs. The thing that was most impressive to me about the crowd is that after the game, nobody filed out. They waited patiently, and the Creighton marketing staff stepped up to it with great video performances, that is, highlights and music uh, designed for each player, and then excellent speeches. So nobody moved, and it's very special to have a college game end and have nobody leave because they all knew about senior night. There are some senior nights at other places where some of the players opt to not even speak, but this was a very special senior class and the atmosphere was electric and the accolades offered by each of the students, each of the graduating seniors, they always saved the best for last. That is, they, uh, they, they paid accolades to the fans for extremely class acts and I would encourage anybody to listen to the replay of senior night at Creighton it was uh it was special I I certainly had goosebumps yes about the basketball game I want to dive into that before going into my reviews on the senior speeches Doug McDermott got off to a great start and then in the second half he needed two points to surpass the 3,000 point mark and of course getting three does indeed do the trick as well and for Doug it was just a prototypical Doug McDermott fashion and the really special thing about Doug is that there's some college basketball players that could fill it up and score points but Doug just really has a key sense 
for the big moment. And he's one of the guys that shines on the biggest and brightest stages. You saw that at St. Joe's this year when the Jays needed a basket to win the ball game. He poured it in with two seconds remaining to win that game in Philadelphia. Then you saw against St. John's, the Johnnies went on a 12-0 run and this game was played in January and and the Johnnies had all the momentum and Creighton had one last possession or else the game was going to overtime and Doug hit a shot from about you know another 25 footer off of a screen at the buzzer to win the basketball game and then last year on senior day versus Wichita State all the fans were in the building the Missouri Valley regular season title was on the line and Doug McDermott was unbelievably efficient from the field. He scored 41 points in that game versus Wichita on ESPN2 last year at the CenturyLink. And when I saw him score 41 against Wichita last year, what I, I, what I was thinking was, how could Doug possibly top that versus versus arch nemesis in Wichita State winning the Valley regular season title and going out and scoring 41 points and just being unbelievable versus Carl Hall Clay Anthony early dominating Wichita and then this year he surpassed it and with, with you know hitting a 25 footer when you have 3,000 points looming that just shows everything about Doug McDermott he's cool as a cucumber and he just has such a sense for the big moment and he just doesn't disappoint Warren Buffett jokingly said he was going to the game to watch Doug score 60 and Boy, Warren Buffett couldn't have been more spot on because he put up 45 points a career high and it was just the night went so perfectly. You know, he needed two points in the last minute to get 45 his career high. He did that on a deflected pass. Everything seemed to go McDermott's way. And Creighton routed Providence, getting their mojo back before they head east to New York for the Big East tournament. And it was just a fantastic show. But the reason why it was such like a Disney book, like a uh, Disney movie ending is because Greg McDermott, he just gets it as a coach. He knew exactly when to take timeouts to let the crowd just ooh and ah at McDermott and give appreciation. When Doug scored 3,000 points immediately after the next possession, he called a timeout. And it's it's much noted that the PA announcer, just the way he said Doug McDermott, 3,000 points. He was over the top for Doug in a, in a positive manner. And for Greg McDermott to take that time out to hug his son and to let Doug wave to the crowd, that gave us goosebumps because any other coach or a lot of other coaches wouldn't have taken that time out because it was an unrelated basketball timeout at that point in the game. But he realized how special the moment is, Greg, and he just gets it. And then at the end of the game, it was funny. Austin Chapman was dribbling the ball with one minute left. He literally tossed the ball to Greg McDermott on the sidelines so Greg caught it and then the seniors were then paraded off of the floor and it wasn't rushed either all the coaches gave hugs to the seniors the crowd was just in a frenzy and it's all because Greg McDermott took those pauses in the game to let the Century Link Center just ooh their applause I just really thought Greg McDermott was fantastic at understanding the moment I also got to hand it to the Providence coach, Ed Cooley, 
this is a real class conference, the Big East. And looking at the quotes after the game, just paying a lot of respect to Doug McDermott. And I'll quote Ed. Doug is one of the more electrifying players in college basketball, arguably the best player in college basketball. You're going to have nights where a player is going to have a night like that. He had his own senior night. Congratulations to him. So Providence played the part of the Washington Generals against the Harlem Globetrotters. They certainly played with a lot of heart. Bryce Cotton, 25 points on the second half. They did give up, but it was Creighton's night. And for all of you who watched the game, for, for those who are going to watch the replay, you're going to love it. It's a wonderful time. Looked like this segment has gone quickly. I want to do a recap of the senior speeches at Creighton. I think you guys will enjoy it. Special time. Thanks for listening. Stay there. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injury. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. Well, I'll relive and tell the tale of my epic safari adventure to South Africa with Daniel DeToy of Kaludi Safaris, and we'll also hear from outdoor writer and TV personality, Ron Spomer. So get ready for near-death Cape Buffalo encounters, planes, game pursuits, exquisite cuisine, and 100% Jimmy. Hey, this is presented to you by Outdoor Channel and Ram Trucks. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. We're into the final run-up to March Madness. We just saw the closeout game. Creighton Blue Jays beat the Providence Friars by 15 points. And we just witnessed senior night. And we saw four Spectacular seniors pay accolades to their team, their coach, and their fans. The senior night, I just think how Creighton did it with putting videos up to highlight the basketball players, having their parents walk out with them on the floor. Any senior night, it's just so special because it's really four years that these kids put in. 
and they're leaving with memories that they'll never forget. And in life, it's so it's so it's not easy to find something where you really have a goodbye and a prideful goodbye. It's not, you know, there's only a couple things in your life that you look at and there's a couple times in your life where you can really look back on it and say, "Wow, those times were so special and it's so bittersweet to end that." And for some it's their high school graduation, uh, college graduation, just a coming to an end and all great things must come to an end. And that's why it was so special to hear these seniors because Creighton has done so much for these individuals. You have Jahan's Maniga from Canada who is in a boarding school and he lost his father at a very early age. And he even acknowledged that Creighton's assistant coach, Steve Lutz, really took him under his wing as a father figure. And Jahan's actually was going to go to a school in Niagara closer to his town of Ottawa, Canada. But then he actually met D-Rock, who's, who works with the Creighton basketball recruiting staff and who's also works with the coaches of Creighton. And he went and got Jahans to come to Creighton. And Greg McDermott and the McDermott's have just taken Jahans in as a second son. And as a Jays fan, and from what you hear about the players, he's one of the most upbeat basketball players you'll ever find. And just his speech was fantastic. He's just a sweet personality, and he's really that personality that's just uh, so engaging and just it in light, lights a fire under every player in that and just changes the culture. Like he walks into a room. And he could just change the whole landscape of a room. Jahans is just a very special individual in that in that sense. Grant Gibbs, what a story for him. He went to Spokane, Washington. His dream was to play with the Gonzaga Bulldogs. He grew up a huge Gonzaga fan and a family friend actually lived in Spokane. So he got to be exposed to Gonzaga basketball more than probably any Iowa kid would have ever been exposed to. He watched the Adam Morrisons of the world go through the ranks in Spokane. And for Grant, it was tough because he had to... Um, really get ingratiated into the starting lineup. He had to, he battled some injuries and he really just couldn't find his footing basketball wise in Washington. So then after a second year he decided to transfer and he was so down on basketball because it gave him such a raw deal. Starting with the high school injury where he took a really tough spill from a, from a slam dunk, and that was a really tough injury for Grant to recuperate. And then his knees and his wrist, he just had such an injury bug, and he was looking and saying, is it in the cards for me to even finish out my basketball career? And three years down the road, it couldn't have worked out any better for Grant Gibbs. It's actually four years down the road. He redshirted, and then at Creighton, he was even named a captain before even playing a game. And what makes Grant Gibbs so special is he has maturity beyond his years. He's a guy that knows when to be funny, knows when to be really serious. He's a student of the game of basketball. But if you follow him on Twitter and other social media outlets, you can see he's passionate about hip-hop, television shows. He's so current. And as a fan, it's so fun hearing Grant Gibbs all the time go on media reports because every time he's just going to exude his knowledge. And he's again, his energy, his personality is continuing. Contagious. Well, it'll be interesting to see where Grant goes with his career. He certainly is very interested in the media. 
There, um, there's some talk that he might be going to New York City or possibly Washington. I think he'll be much in demand. He's extremely articulate, funny. His speech really uh, was moving, but yet really funny. I think that the funniest part of his speech, when he paid tribute to his girlfriend, to say that who would want to have a, uh, a boyfriend who's a 24-year-old undergraduate who was making no money. And I like the way he encapsulated uh, you know, all the different players and even though he gave a speech last year, and some people thought he would kind of, you know, half-hearted a bit this year, but he really, he really gave it all, and he really thanked the athletic director from Creighton, and th- there's really the infrastructure of the athletic department who worked tirelessly to see that he had facilitation of his sixth year. Very, very special. It wouldn't happen at many places. It shows the love that, that Creighton had for him, and one little known fact that you, you might know, that Creighton actually gave Greg Gibbs Doug McDermott scholarship money for his last year. And that's really special. It shows the closeness between Doug McDermott and Greg Gibbs. And it, it just tremendous. It's almost like Stockton to Malone when you see Gibbs to McDermott. A very special time. And the, these kids went to, to basketball camps in the state of Iowa. And for Grant, he was all the way out in Washington. For Doug, he was barely getting recruited by Albany. And now it was just, I believe, six years ago. And just how, how much things have changed. It's just It just was incredible where Grant landed. And all of Creighton is so happy to have Grant. And I'm sure reciprocate in the sense that he is so blessed to have Creighton in his life. And it's just awesome for Grant and Jahens Manigat, Doug and Ethan, that they could experience the Big East. And for them, going through the Missouri Valley was very special. They went to some unbelievable, underrated venues, but none had the history of the likes of Georgetown, Villanova, Marquette, Butler, and Hinkle Fieldhouse, Madison Square Garden. Just for these basketball heads who love the game to be rewarded with the Big East Conference and for them to do so well, you couldn't be any happier. And they really, when they look back at their legacy, they took Creighton from being in the middle of the Missouri Valley to then being the top dogs in the Valley. And now going into the Big East, they really are arguably one of the best teams in the league. I know Villanova had a better record, but Creighton even beat the best team in the Big East by a couple of years. And it's crazy to think that they play Georgetown, St. John's, and Marquette, and they're all favored. It shows you the landscape of college basketball, and they're really the rites of passage for the Big East. They're the forthcoming leaders of integrating, integrating Creighton to the Big East culture. So... I don't think Jays fans will ever forget them. And it was just such a special night to witness uh, these players who you love. And it, it, it's so crazy. I'm not even playing in the game. I'm not even affiliated with Creighton. But even a little part of me will be lost when they when they graduate from basketball. I think we have to talk a bit about Ethan Rogge. Uh He also gave a great speech. Ethan Rogge in the history of Creighton University, is the second best three-point shooter statistically of all time. Of course, Kyle Korver, former 76er, who's still in the league, still having a great career as a three-point specialist. So for Ethan Rogge to, to pass all of the players except for Kyle Korver is very special. He also paid tribute to his parents. The fact that his parents traveled and went to every game in the senior year, every one home and away, 
And also a little known fact that Ethan Raggi is an excellent student. He actually has a triple major. So this group of seniors not only excelled in the basketball court, but it's, I think this is a testament for all of you um, kids and teenagers and college kids that to really have it all, like Ethan Raggi, an excellent career, a high grade point average, and he doesn't look like he has a future in the NBA, but he has a great future in life. Well, I mean, you mentioned the NBA. I think he'll definitely go to a summer league. I think he'll definitely get a crack at, at playing professional basketball, whether it's in the NBA overseas or in the D League. You know, he's a he's a specialist from long range. But with Ethan Raggi, he didn't shoot a three pointer until he was in ninth grade because his mom was a standout basketball player and she taught Ethan to do that. And for Raggi, he was under the the initial uh, coaching regime. He wasn't under Greg McDermott. He was under Dana Altman, who now coaches the Oregon Ducks. And Greg McDermott came in and brought his son, Doug, and Ethan had a foot injury. After having a wonderful freshman year, he had a foot injury that sidelined him for his sophomore season. And Doug McDermott came in and had an unbelievable freshman year, averaging 16 points in the Valley. And his fate that he that Doug um, would be a special player was already engraved in the fact that he had a good freshman season. So now Ethan's thinking, I got the coach's kid in front of me. I just had a great freshman year. And now my spot for my sophomore year, since I got hurt, is now I'm going to be coming off the bench after I was one of the best freshmen in the whole conference. Ethan Raggi, I think eight out of 10 kids in that circumstance would have transferred to a school where they got playing time and would have just been like, the coach's son is in here now and he is a good player, but I know I could contribute and start on other basketball teams. But that just shows Ethan's unselfish nature. He puts the team first and he loves being at Creighton. He won six men in the year in the Valley for several years after that. He's a guy that just reeks of unselfishness and you couldn't root for a guy more than Ethan and this year for his hard work to be paying off as it did in the Big East and the accolades on ESPN spectacular stuff so well I think we want to move to a different conference we're going to move to the Missouri Valley Conference and Arch Madness and we're going to talk about the Wichita State Shockers a story in themselves We hope you enjoyed listening to college basketball season here at Bruce the Sports Doc. We'll be back in three minutes. Thanks for listening. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine. Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injuries. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. Is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left. He's still out. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover, everything. cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. Thanks for listening on the Voice America Sports Network. We want to thank Ray Ellis, our illustrious sports director, and our president, our fearless leader, Jeffrey Spinard. And we rumble into the third segment of Bruce the Sports Talk. It's time now to go to the Missouri Valley, going all the way to St. Louis for a little arch madness. Spencer, tell us about that tournament. Arch Madness, I love it. It's a four-day tournament, first week of March every single year, and it's a week before the the Selection Sunday and other conferences uh, are wrapping up. It's just a fantastic event in St. Louis. All the teams have their own hotels. The Scotch Trade Center does a beautiful job of hosting the event, and it's a it's a fantastic venue for the Valley to showcase its best. And it was a great tournament. You had Southern Illinois this year taking a big step on Friday night and beating Northern Iowa. A great game with Desmar Jackson uh, really stepping up for the Salukis and Barry Hinson with a huge win. And then the, the Salukis also tested the Sycamores uh, in the semifinals, but the Sycamores were able to pull it out by three and head into the showdown versus Wichita State. And of course, if you are if you know the Missouri Valley this year, it's spotlighted by the one team that will be participating in March Madness. And that, for all intents and purposes, is the team from Wichita, Kansas, the Wichita State Shockers. And they are now are 34-0. and zero. And they've run the table, something that St. Joe's of 2004 couldn't do. St. Joe's lost in the first round back in 2004 when it had a 31-0 and regular season going undefeated. So for these Shockers, it just to not mess up 
including getting tested during the regular season and having to play your conference opponent twice. I mean, these coaches in the Valley have all been there a very long time. These are very prestigious basketball programs led by great coaches. And it's very hard to go ahead and beat teams three times, especially some of uh, Greg Lansing's, you know, the likes of Indiana State, Northern Iowa, just just to beat these teams like that, especially in a conference where everybody knows each other so well and you're playing in hostile environments and everybody... for everybody in the Missouri Valley, Wichita State is their best game. It's their biggest shot, you know, and the fans file into the arena. They always sell out when Wichita comes on. It's the biggest show in town, and if they would have beaten Wichita, they would have stormed the floor at those respective colleges. So it just it's an outstanding achievement. I'd like to just take a look at some of the individual players who made this possible. Obviously, it's a great team, but certainly you look at Clay Anthony early. This guy is a beast. Six foot eight, power forward, tremendous defense as well. Blocked a lot of shots. You got Fred Van Liet, who is one of the leaders in the nation for assist to turnover ratio. Really the quarterback of the team. Distributes the ball, very fierce, rarely comes out of the game, almost plays the whole game. And then, of course, your favorite player, who was, of course, Ronald Baker. Tell us about Ron. Ron Baker grew up in Scott City, Kansas, a very rural town in western Kansas. And this guy, six foot three, he played baseball and football and won state championships at the highest level back in high school for all three of those sports. And I, at least I know football and basketball, but Ron Baker is like another point guard on the floor. He's very versatile in this game. He could shoot the ball very well. He has great form. He could shoot it from distance. But he also has added a development to his game in in the fact that he could drive the ball. He could finish the traffic. He has a, a large frame for a six foot three guy. And he's another guy that can come in and quarterback the offense as well on the perimeter. He's great at making passes. And when Fred Van Fleet, um, when he leaves the ball game, which is very rare, Ron Baker can even come in there at point guard. And the production doesn't drop off when Ronald is uh, leading the show. We look at the coach, Greg Marshall. This guy literally came from the school of hard knocks. And... Greg Marshall is, does not play politically correct. In fact, he, you know, we've read a lot of interviews about him. We haven't interviewed him personally, but I think we're close. I, uh, there's rumors we might have him at some point. And he basically does it. He, he's, he's for his team, and he knows that it's possible with, with his play of his team, some guys in the Valley, some other coaches may get fired. And he's extremely fiery. Uh, I think he's very fair, and it seems like his kids really love him. And this seems like an ideal situation for Greg Marshall, and he certainly came up the hard way. Well, Greg Marshall is just a fabulous recruiter. He got Clay Anthony early from New York out of a junior college. He really recruits the JUCOs. Malcolm Armstead, I believe, was from Oregon, the point guard that led them to the Final Four last year, that silky smooth southpaw last year. And Greg Marshall doesn't recruit a lot of Missouri Valley-type players. He gets guys that are usually more athletic than the typical Valley player. He usually goes outside of the Midwest to find his talent. He's a guy that's 
relentless on the recruiting trail. And he's so passionate and fiery, prideful, charismatic. All of those words apply to Greg Marshall. And that's why he's able to land these recruits and he gets everyone to buy in. His term, um, the term of this team is to play angry. And that is a term that's so fitting. They're just a team that competes, wants it more than everybody else. And when you have athletes that are superior like he does on his basketball team and the want and the desire is there, it's such a special team. It's also well noted to Kale Cotton's another player that can come in there and he's a terrific uh, senior defender. So... Wichita State doesn't have that one star, but they're a deep basketball team. Everybody knows their part, and everybody does their job so well, and that's usually what you'll find in the best teams, not necessarily one with terrific um, standout individual players, but guys that just work very well together, and that's what Wichita State has instilled. Something that kind of bugs me about Wichita State is you see a lot of fans from the Power Six conferences, such as Syracuse fans, North Carolina's, they they doubt Wichita because of its schedule. I wanted to hear what you had to say about those fans and their remarks about this being a 34-0 season, but they haven't really beaten anybody. Well, they, they had a few quality wins. As you know, they played they beat St. Louis earlier. St. Louis is a top-flight team. And you know, it's really hard to win away games in conference. And there's some really fierce arenas. Uh, we, we looked at... Uh, the Indiana State, we looked at the Salukis, Southern Illinois. Th- these teams really get up. So when they play Wichita State, it's their Super Bowl. And Wichita State rolled. They won by over an average of over 15 points a game. And look at last season. Last season, they got to the Final Four. So this is not a fluke team. I think everybody should respect them. They play really tough. They're going to be a first seed. That's, that's clear to me. And... Um, and also, I believe the Villanova Wildcats, who've clinched uh, the Big East Conference, not the tournament, are also going to be in number one seat. So some of the teams that we've highlighted, certainly last year we had an interview with Jay Wright. Uh, Villanova is one of our local teams. So it's very exciting. We, we, we really cover the Missouri Valley and Creighton and Villanova. So it just so happens that a lot of the teams we've spotlighted this season are going in with a lot of momentum into the big dance. I also think it should be noted there's no one dominant team in college basketball. Even though Wichita went 34-0, uh, they almost still lost in Springfield, Missouri versus Missouri State. They were down 19 in that game, came back and won. You know, there isn't one team that is a totally dominant team, so you're going to see a lot of parity in this tournament, I believe. A lot of teams getting upset, and that's what I love about March Madness. It's just the craziness and the chaos at the top of the tournament. So for Wichita, just going 34-0 is such an outstanding accomplishment, and even if they get tripped up in the tournament, which is very well possible, it's just a one-game scenario where the better team might not always win. You might have a magical day a Cinderella day, and that's why you play the games, and that's why the tournament is so great. So I don't want to hear fans after Wichita State, if they get bounced before going to the Final Four, they just have such unfair expectations for the season. People will say, oh, well, they didn't play anybody, and they were overrated the whole time, when really they could have just had another team get have a luckier day than them, because I really do think Wichita State is one of the best teams in, in, in America wherever 
it ends up um, whatever the results are in the tournament. So just a great time of year. Love talking about college basketball because every month adds on and every game is so important to seeding. Every game matters and it's all intertwined. Whereas in pro sports, sometimes that's that's not always the case. Well, we're going to be going to Madison Square Garden on, uh, on Friday and Saturday. We're going to be covering... The semifinals and the finals of the Big East tournament will be there live. And certainly we're going to be looking at certain teams. We'll be looking at the Villanova Wildcats, the Crate Blue Jays, certainly Xavier, Providence, Georgetown, a real quality win against Creighton at home. Very, They have a chance to upset Creighton in the first game. And they're obviously hungry to get a bid as well. So really exciting time. This segment went by really fast. In the next segment, we're going to be talking about a concussion update. As Bruce the Sports Doc, I put my doctor hat on. And for all of you athletes out there, we're going to give you an update. 2014 style concussion update. So thanks for listening. We'll be back in three minutes. Dr. Bruce Grossinger is a board-certified neurologist and managing partner of Grossinger Neuropain Specialist. Serving the Philadelphia and Wilmington, Delaware areas in the fields of sports medicine, pain management, interventional spinal surgeries, and occupational medicine, Dr. Bruce is the director of the National Sports Concussion Program and works as a senior medical advisor for the National High School Coaches Association. We're involved in the propagation of increased safety measures in all levels of sports participation to render the games safer in terms of brain and spinal injury. This involves education of athletes, parents, trainers, coaches, and administrators at the amateur and professional levels. Clinical consultations and treatment can be scheduled directly with Dr. Grossinger at 610-521-6063. Visit Dr. Bruce online at brucethesportsdoc.com. Again, for consultations and treatment, call 610-521-6063 or visit brucethesportsdoc.com. The job of a professional athlete is never complete. In Life After the Game, host Lamar Campbell will take an inside look at how athletes are making the transition from the professional athletics world to the professional business world. You'll understand the goals, motivations, and personalities that drive these players off the field and in their post-professional career. Tune in to Life After the Game with Lamar Campbell every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. It's time to let the ladies do some sports talking around here. The sports girls take over the Voice America Sports Channel every Monday for The Inside Score. Beth Silverberg, Chin Chin Ong, and Julie Bueller are here to showcase the athletes, the coaches, and the foundations that change lives. In addition, we'll have a ton of regular features and a featured guest sports girl every week. 
You'll hear the stories you need to hear from the people that make the difference. The Inside Score is heard every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern or Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You are listening to Bruce the Sports Doc with Dr. Bruce Grossinger. If you have a question or comment about today's program, please call in at 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to bruce at brucethesportsdoc.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome to the next segment of Bruce the Sports Doc. This segment will deal with returning to the classroom, returning to the field of play, and we're going to reference the lead neuropsychologist, Julie O'Reilly. Much of this discussion was excerpted from her excellent talk at the Sinai Hospital in Baltimore, the one-day symposium on January 28th of 2012, and this was organized by Kevin Crutchfield who is the team doctor for the Baltimore Orioles and the Baltimore Ravens. And again, kudos to Kevin Crutchfield, great guy, and one of our chief collaborators here at Bruce, the sports doc. He organized a great one-day symposium, and we thank Julie O'Reilly. So, what is the role of the neuropsychologist? Identifying the various aspects of injury. We talked about the cognitive, which is the, the brain, the thinking, the emotional, very important, with sadness, irritability, and also instability, whether it be anxiety and depression. It's the job of the neuropsychologist to put their finger on the problem and to help out with respect to improving the problem. With respect to head injuries, there's a difficulty with processing speed. And this is critical for schoolwork. So we have reduced speed of concentration. We also have trouble with executive function, which is planning. So what's one of the hardest thing, things that a high school student has, and that is planning their time, juggling their extracurricular activities, studying for SATs or ACTs, devoting time to family, and also cultivating and nurturing friendships at high school. So if somebody has a head injury, they're going to have impairment of all these planning and executive functions. That's something that could be diagnosed by the neuropsychologist through testing and through interviews. Also, short-term memory. So this is encoding information and also retrieving information, memory. This is stored in the temporal lobes. And another thing is reaction time, particularly on the field of play. So having a slow motor response, slowed reaction time, number one, greatly impairs performance, and number two, could also allow for injury. If you can't react, if you're playing football and you just can't react to the speed of the game, very very easy to get injuries, not only head injuries, follow-up head injuries, but also orthopedic injuries from just being in the wrong place 
and having your arms and legs in the wrong spot, not being able to protect yourself. So there's a lot of overlapping problems. Again, feeling slow, feeling foggy, forgetting information, slowness overall. And there's also an important role for returning to the classroom, essentially, to monitor the progress and also to have the connection to the student-athlete, ensuring rest, also monitoring the patient for two to three months. And during the time of the acute injury, reducing the amount of tests per day, reducing the amount of homework, and frankly, reducing the hours in school. So in the beginning, the athlete might return to half-day schooling. In the beginning, they might have some homebound instruction. And there has to be an understanding and allowance between the school and the school district and the teachers. And the teacher's role is very instrumental. Some of these patients, and they are student athletes, require what they call an IEP. And that's an individualized educational program. And this involves communicating with the parents, offering support and encouragement, oftentimes special instruction, reinforcement of the principles, and allowing for learning to occur. Also, depression and anxiety has to be monitored and managed by the neuropsychologist the neurologist, and has to, and there has to be an interaction between the parents and the student-athlete. One of the biggest problems we see, particularly in hockey and football, is that there is a sense of denial on the part of the parents. Usually, I have to say, the father is usually the worst. There's a feeling like, you know, when I did it, you know, I took a lot of hits when I was young. How come you can't handle it? You got to be tough. You got to get back. And that there's definitely a role of the neuropsychologist to be able to show standardized tests and to be able to explain to the parents there is a problem and it will likely get better, but we have to manage it. And it's easy to be in denial. And that's the old school way of thinking. But as we say, certainly uh, Keith Primo uh, former captain of the Flyers said it. It's, uh, it's, it takes a, a, a courageous man to, uh, to know that you're taking time off to get better. Because if you just return too early to the field of play, whether it be ice hockey, boxing, you name it, soccer, you're really hurting the team, okay, because you're hindering your recovery. Perfect example is Tiger Woods. We're not talking about a brain injury here. He felt a pain. He had recurrent tendonitis in his left ankle. He had trouble walking. And a year ago, he might have toughed it out, pushed through, finished the tournament. He might, he might have missed a month, four to six weeks. But you know what? He said, listen, I recognize this. it's an injury. I've got to manage it. I've got to get better. And sure enough, he returned to play for a two-day invitational tournament. But yet, he's on track to play in the Masters. So Tiger, rather than being macho and saying, hey, I'm going to tough it out, he knew he had to take time off. So the same analogy is true for head injuries. And there are educational challenges. 
as the athlete goes on ahead, middle school, high school, typically they become more independent. So what happens? The expectations increase and the support diminishes. There's an expectation that the student has to be more independent. And that's great. But when you have a head injury situation, it could put the student in a precarious position. And particularly, if there's no accommodations, what happens? They start failing in school. They're already anxious and depressed. They have headaches. Feeling of helplessness, estrangement, downward spiral. So that's why it's so important for there to be a multidisciplinary approach between the neuropsychologist, the occupational therapist, the, the neurologist, and the team physicians and trainers, as well as the, uh, the school districts and the teachers themselves. And the good news is, with proper management, these people usually get better. But there are exceptions. There are, there are some of these long-term cases that uh, the brain injuries uh, plateau at a certain point, and uh, they need to be managed. Medications need to be utilized, such as sedative hypnotic agents to help people sleep and restore sleep cycles, antidepressants, talk about headaches and analgesics. Earlier in the show, we talked about the neurochemistry of headache and how there's parallels between migraine headaches and post-concussion headaches. are very similar. And as neurologists, we deal with them using our knowledge of neurochemistry and pharmacology to try to help people out. And the goal is not to keep them on drugs long-term, but short-term, allow them to get better, allow them to get into a normal routine. Let's dig closer into the, uh, the role of the teacher in the school. The length of assignment should be modified. The teacher should help break down the steps in problem-solving. And the student should be given extended time to, um, you know, to get their work done in school, to complete assignments, and also with test-taking. Extended time is, is certainly something that is offered to certain students with different learning challenges. And there's no reason that the head-injured athlete shouldn't be afforded the same latitude. Also, the amount of time under bright fluorescent lights should be limited. A lot of times we instruct the, the families to have old-fashioned incandescent lights, which are much softer and easier on the eyes, especially with those who are light-sensitive with headaches and dizziness, and also to modify the volume of sound and the pace of delivery. We also have to have an allowance for diminished attention time and also memory problems, allowing more time to study the test material. Provide not only verbal commands, but also written commands. Many patients with head injuries develop trouble, you know, with one or the other verbal or written processing and some both. So to use both the visual system, which is written, and the verbal system, which is an auditory system, to use them both helps to reinforce the learning and also you know, allowing for deadlines and to be very clear about what's expected. Also with the executive function, 
to have a designated staff member to communicate with the teachers to help the students to organize tasks and deadlines, also to use a calendar, and also providing the master notes that the teachers can, they have a master a set of master notes that they teach from, for them to actually provide the written master notes so the patients could have them in advance. When they're in class, they could listen to it, they could look at it in a written way, and also hear it and process it visually and verbally. So all these are very, very important tools. And, you know, students, the, the, the sports are great, but uh, most of these kids are, are not going to be professional athletes. So the key thing is to, is to keep them moving along in school, passing their grades, not losing out, not going into a downward spiral. Spiral, excuse me. So key elements, communication, monitoring, parents, staff, flexibility, and also having the doctor playing an active role, dealing with the various symptoms of concussion and head injury, and eventually giving, when appropriate, the reassurance that the athlete can begin training, can, can begin cardio, you know, weightlifting, eventually patterning of the sport, and ultimately a return to practice, and finally a return back to playing in competition. Hope you enjoyed this segment. Hope it was uh, informative and not too boring. In any event, stay tuned. We'll be back in three. Thanks for joining the discussion this week on Bruce the Sports Doc. Tune in next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with Dr. Bruce Grossinger on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll see you then. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.